When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you, um, have you, uh, TPC 142, July 21st, 2nd, July 21st, 2020. Everyone listen, this is available on Spotify, BitChute, DTube, Vimeo, VO, Anchor, all those before. Sean Tiger, we're going into part three. I was going to ask you, do we're selling this, like, the liquor store, there's some little, like, smoothie, like, pouchy thing, it's just called Fat Cock, and... (laughs) So these girl, girls come up, and one of the guys is always like, "Hey, girls, want some fat cock?" They'll be like, "They'll be like, excuse me," and he'll be like, "It's a new smoothie. It comes in strawberry, watermelon." <laughs> Just goes right into the spiel. Yeah, 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 yeah. That dude, that's, like, he catches them off guard, but yeah, then he's like, yeah, "No, no, no, ma'am, no, no, it's this." Yeah, mm-hmm. I need to, I need to get sponsored by them. This podcast sponsored by Fat Cocks. Woo! <laughs> On that note. Oh, hello, Sean. Before you said that, yeah, yeah. No, instead of just asking you, hey, Sean, what's up, bud? Want some fat cock? So, let's just jump fucking right into it. Part three. Sean Tiger, the floor is yours, sir. All right. Bam, leaving the second location. (laughs) (laughs) Leaving, leaving the mountains. Uh, Patagonia, winter. Patagonia. Yeah. Uh, actually, before I leave. I catch this meal. I'm feeling good about myself. Hey, whether I get sick the next day, we'll find out. But I'm eating good, man. I remember energy. I'm starting to feel like a man again instead of like a bitch. Uh, so at this time, I still uh, I still don't know which what causes the switch. We're at day 14 now. 14 days in the wilderness. Uh, I'm getting comfortable in this spot again, especially after I, I cooked up this Patagonia Mara man felt so good um, I remember eating a heart and for some reason I felt I saved it I cut it all up and I remember I had the heart and this is stupid I felt like some tribal type but even though it was a tribe of myself I just remember I was like damn this is the first time I've skinned a meal by myself like gutted it all that stuff cooked it over a fire yeah no grill like no type of man-made material and man eat that eat that heart yeah i don't know i just felt good felt motivated gladiator shit yeah so day four day 13 then i remember i went to sleep good somewhat on a full stomach the fullest stomach i've ever had and then i remember next thing I typically I didn't wake up at this certain time uh, because I would learn how to use a restroom at the last moment that would carry me into mm-hmm. the next morning. But I could hear, I knew something, I was about to get up because I was like, man, I think I got to pee, probably because all that Patagonia Mara I ate, I don't know, it just filled something up in me. And I started hearing like slight commotion outside my tarp and I was like uh oh I was like something's up because I never hear anything it's like something's up 
So I was like, let me mentally start thinking. I was like, I think the switch is about to happen. So I'm like, let me already start thinking about what I need to grab to get ready because they're, they're rushing you. Mm-hmm. So about five minutes in, I hear this alarm, this noise thing, and it's going off. And I hear like a guy's like, Sean, hey, it's time to go. You're going to the next zone. So like, I thought I was somewhere ready. I'm like, bam, I get up, you know, clink, icicles hit me in my head again. And uh, and so this is how cold this place was. Your body does get used to it, uh-huh. but I would typically purposely wait to not get up till the sun was out. Yeah. I would not get up when it was dark because it's so cold. Yeah. Um, I remember I started grabbing stuff to pack it and stuff it. And they don't give you gloves out there either. I'm letting you guys know they, man, they fuck that. They do okay with making you, I guess, not feel like you're going to die. But it's I'm not no play. I'm not cozy at all. Yeah. So I don't have gloves. So this is my first time up this early, where it's still dark in the morning. So I remember I'm excited because I'm like, hit. I'm like, well, a part of me I was ready to go because that means I'm moving on. But I could have lived off this rabbit for about probably three to four days. Because mm-hmm. I was like, hey, I'm going to ration off this part, this part, this part. I wasn't going to, and it was, the sucker was big. You mm-hmm. don't, you really don't want to eat the whole thing in one sitting because you don't know where your next meal is yeah. coming from. So at that moment, I start getting distraught, like, oh, dang, I can't take this rabbit with me to the next place. So whatever. I start packing all of a sudden man my fingers about three minutes in my fingers go numb and they're they're like sean you gotta hurry up you gotta hurry up we gotta this time they weren't putting me on a jet i was doing another mode of transportation so um my fingers are just numb and it's so cold and so this is how cold it was i had this type of netting and it was so cold when i was trying to stuff the netting into my pack it was it was crunching it was like (laughs) and i mean if you had it out right now like it's just flimsy but i literally thought some parts of my club i thought like my socks were gonna just snap in half because they were just like solid jesus it was just cold as hell and i guess like there's this type of dew that um i can't remember the term but there's type of like this wet dew that comes over and then it freezes something's weird but like everything was just rock solid to try to pack in there because it's so cold and so i remember i sort of i didn't snap off on the producer or whoever this guy was but they rushed me one more time they're like sean we know it's cold and i was like i was like look dude i was like i I don't have the dexterity of my fingers anymore. I'm like, I don't know what to tell you, man. Like, I'm literally shoving stuff in with my elbows. And I'm like, if unless you guys are gonna help me, then like, please stop rushing me. I can't. I'm like, Jeez. I actually need to take a break, man. My feet. I'm like, I don't know what you guys like. They, I sort of snapped off, and they were all sort of like, <laughs> they. I think they saw how irritated I was, and I think they're just like, uh, like, all right, you know, well, if you can, you know, just. So and I was I was just really pissed off because you know black people we don't like the cold anyway so don't be trying to rush us in the damn cold you know yeah oh man, I was so irritated so um um it wasn't like they helped me or anything but I I think they they backed off a little bit I was able to focus and like 
I remember I chilled for a little bit, just put my arms right here to get my to get my fingers back. Uh, from that moment, I was able to pack, um, and they took us off to this place where I had to do these little interviews, and um, I felt it was a little bit better because there was more woods there. I just felt warmer there. They talked to me about some stuff, and um, they're like, all right, well, we're about to get you ready for transport to your next location, and they put me in this vehicle and I just remember it was a long I, I really have no sense of time it was just a long ride but even though it was long I'm thinking so much about where I'm going again that where it's like I'll take all the time I can get right now just to try to rest my mind and I'm not having to worry about make a fire right now in the morning um, they told me they were like hey eat as much as this rabbit as you can in transport because as soon as you get to this next location it's done so i remember you gotta remember i haven't really eaten in 14 days so to where now i could probably especially if i had some a1 sauce or something i could eh, i could probably save a little bit for dinner or maybe to, but as hungry as i was you have this weird type of thing i guess where your stomach starts shrinking mm-hmm. or something like that your body goes into starvation mode and it starts it starts basically getting rid of it starts lowering like the threshold for everything like you don't need as much food it doesn't burn as much it starts shutting off other shit yeah it was something like that and then but then also you got to remember um all i had it was just meat and whatever water i had collected and this little um ziploc bag type thing and so like the meat's not marinated it's sort of tough uh, because you just sort of want to cook it through. You don't know. Yeah. You, you, and, and, and in that area, there's a virus called, I can't remember the name of this virus, but it's in rodents. You have to cook your stuff really well um, because it has like a 25% um, like fatality rate. Jesus. And I can't remember the name of it, but um, they've talked about it on episodes of the show alone. Mm-hmm. But anyways, it's mostly a smaller rodents and some big rodents, but you got to cook that stuff. You got to cook that stuff good through. So, I mean, the meat was just tough and it was like just me eating beef jerky. Um, some parts of it was of me just eating like lots and lots of beef jerky, tough, mm-hmm. tough beef jerky. Cause I just wanted to be safe. All right. So I get to this place called the Tundra and it looks it's just like a rocky it's a real rocky barren place um it looks when they took me there when i first got there it reminded me of almost like a western movie okay but just a lot of more boulders and rocks not and i I had not like winter tundra no, no, no. This okay. was it was more of just barren, brown looking Arizona, New Mexico. Yeah, yeah, okay. but with with some mountains, some hills, yeah, yeah. rocks. Yeah, okay. Fuck that. So we get to the spot and I just see just landscape and then I see mountains off in the distance. And I'm like, Oh man, here we go again. God damn it. Yeah, so all of a sudden I see these horses pull up. And I'm like, they're not about to put me on. They're not about to put me on this horse. And um, 
So sure enough, they're like, hey, man, they're like, we got the drones going. We got the cameraman ready. We're about to put you on this horse. So I'm like, okay, shit. Like, I'm about to be on a horse. I'm starting to feel like Django. I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Django <laughs> yeah. or Chain. Yeah. I'm like, all right, let's, let me try to have some fun with this. I'm about to be on a horse. feel like I'm in a Western. <laughs> and, um, yeah, man, they put me on this horse. And once again, time is different because I don't have a watch. Mm-hmm. And my recollection of time is just there's no set schedule in the wilderness really yeah and and if since you move so many locations it's like a reset you don't really get used to anything so bam i'm on this horse for maybe like two hours and i'm just like when is this going to end it was cool but i'm like when is this going to end because i just keep seeing flat 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 Wait, and how, I'm like, how, when how, am how, I going to get to a part where I see somewhere? How long are you? Wait, sorry. How long are you on the horse? I feel like two hours. Okay. All right. And so, um, I remember about two hours. Finally, I start seeing some crevices and um, some different type of formations. Well, we get there, we stop, and then one of the one of the producers on the horses. And like you know this is just us like there's no vehicles following us or nothing i don't know if there's some stuff already stationed there but um finally he was like hey man he goes this is where we're going to drop you off and he goes um and after that you'll eventually wherever you stop we got your gps location we'll get the cameraman down there and uh it made sense because this stuff was dangerous getting down there um because that's where the water was and so I'm like, all right, good thing I know where the water is again. Thank goodness. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go search for water again. But to get down there, like, they warned me, like, please be careful. And um, it was sort of once again where I'm like, dang, dude, this is – I'm at day 14. I'm very weak. Yeah. I have this this pack now. When I first put it on, it didn't feel that heavy. Now it's extremely heavy because I've probably at this moment – Altogether, I lost 30 pounds. So let's calculate I'm losing a pound a day. You're losing a lot lost, of muscle. Let's say I just lost 14 pounds already. Um, You're losing muscle. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely. Oh, hell yeah. And so um, I'm usually alternating every other day eating, sometimes three days night eating. It just depends. So I go and I and immediately the thing I'm looking for while I'm going down there is something to start a fire with. Hmm. Um, and so I remember before they sort of leave, I yell and I go, Hey, can I start grabbing whatever I see right now? Because I could see down in this ravine, but I saw that landscape down there was different than the landscape I was walking. Okay. So I just didn't want them to, to, to take my stuff away. Yeah. Cause there was sometimes they had this weird rules about some like, for instance, I couldn't take my food with me to yeah. the new location, yeah, yeah. even though I'd whatever yeah so so the guy was like yeah he was like go ahead and grab if if it's natural hey grab it yeah so there was these things that i never knew but at this moment i feel like my mind could just read certain things and so there were they weren't cattails but there were these type of plants that would stick up out the ground and it had this fluffy type of material at the Mm -hmm. end of it Mm -hmm. i don't even know what it was never seen it so i was I, something in my head was like, grab those. Okay. Man, while I was going out to Reno, I was snatching these bitches up. I was stuffing them in my pockets. And I was just thinking, please, I hope these things are flammable. Because every location, I use something different to start a fire. 
um, because they're all different locations. And let me take a sip of my water. (laughs) Enjoy those creature comforts. Yeah. So I get down to this ravine and it looked, it was cool. It has some cool things. Um, I saw a bunch of dead rams down there. You know, rams with those horns that go back. I saw about three of those dead rams down there, which is crazy because I'm thinking either one, they might have fell off a cliff somehow, which they're supposed to have really good um, balance, but shit happens, you know, Mm -hmm. stuff happens. And so many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's weird. I see like, like these dead rams where they just a sort of... Um you can just tell like they're real deteriorated. I couldn't get anything yeah, off yeah, of them. Yeah. Um, but so I'm looking around and then I'm like, all right, you know what? I'm going to set up camp. Bam, set up camp. <sighs> so, man, this, this location is weird because it's, I don't really have too many good stories, but every location had different meanings to me. So this location was my last location. So, I didn't catch any fish at all at at this location. I did catch, I usually ate off of dandelions and I found like a crawdad. Mm -hmm. I found some of the, I found one of those. And that was pretty much my meal for 15 days there. I made it 15 days off of dandelions. (laughs) Jesus Christ, dude. Yeah off of dandelions and well that first day i stuffed myself of the rest of uh, of the rabbit yeah so um now going through there i was fishing and i'm not much of a fisherman and um they had like these fish that were bottom feeders and i really didn't understand how that worked that you're supposed to leave your um your lure on the bottom um but i could see them coming after my lure but they would not go at it. But it took me a while to figure it out. So let's say, I'm gonna just try to give you a quick rundown from, so day 15, bang, I found my camp. I did a lot of what I felt like it was meditating. What I would do is every day or every other day, I would climb up this cliff because I was in between like two big, mount, not mountain sides, but cliff sides. Mm-hmm. So when the sun would go over one end, it would start to get dark because yeah, of the shadow. Yeah. And I feel like my days were really short because I'm stuck in between yeah. two gigantic mountains or cliffs. Uh-huh. And so I only get X amount of hours of actual sunlight coming on me because the cliffs are are in the way. Mm-hmm. So what I would do is that I would feel like I would only get six hours of, of light on me and then it would start to shadow over. So I would climb up this cliff and sometimes I would just go sit up there for two hours and just look at the landscape and these mountains far from the distance that had ice caps. And this place wasn't cold really. It was in between the desert and the mountains. So it was, it was nice. It was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So I would do just a lot of meditation and just frustration of trying to catch, uh, trying to catch fish. So I want to say about day 20, I want to say about day 22 is where I had, I started to notice that stuff was getting bad for me as far as health. Um, I had, I haven't used the restroom as far as taking a number two at all. Uh, oh, t- I take that back. When I ate the castor beans, I, I had diarrhea, but yeah, that was yeah. like first day, first, second day. But after that, I hadn't used a restroom at all in a little over 20 days. So now the medics started coming into the picture a lot because they now want to see like how much weight you lost. They want to see where your blood sugar's at. They want to see where your vitals are like because your body's deteriorating. Like yeah. they really don't want you to die. Yeah. So, um, so they they started coming checking on me, and it was weird because I felt like they were the only people that I were that I somewhat had some type of human contact with, yeah. because a cameraman once again a cameraman they don't give a damn. They don't give a fuck. They don't dude. give a damn. They're getting the picture. They don't give a fuck. Yeah, <laughs> and so the medics. Their job is to care about you, and it was nice because it felt like I finally had somebody who started caring about me. And they're like, "Hey, you man, are you okay? How are you feeling? Like, how are you in your head? How's your mind?" Be like, "Like, let's check your heart." Da da bam. And I was like, "Oh man, like, I forgot what it felt like to have somebody care about me." And you know, yeah. I start feeling good, and then they do their checkup. Bam, and they're out of there. And it's like, wait, like, hold Dude, on. Come like, back. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> I like this feeling of somebody caring about me. Yeah, I need you. Yeah, and it just sort of sucks. Like, they leave, and it's like, I, all, I actually just didn't want to see them. Like, don't give me that feeling of caring about me. What, and then you leave again. That's what Mike Durant talked about. He got shot down in Mogadishu. Mike Durant, okay. Black Hawk Down. He talks about in his book, Company of Heroes. Like they let like the warlords let like a Red Cross woman come see him and check him out, and he said it wasn't even anything. They just talked for like five minutes. But he's like, just seeing someone that like didn't want me dead, and then she left, and he was like, no, <laughs> like no, really? yeah, and his, and he was like, and it. But one thing he talks about a lot is like he started to like not like it because he was like, don't give me any hope. Like stop when he'd hear helicopters going over, and they'd be like, Mike Durant, we won't leave you. He was like, stop giving me hope. Like stop. Because he's like, it's just so brutal. Even when they finally handed him over to the UN, he said he would still have panic attacks because he thought he was dreaming. And he said at one point he was on a gurney. And he like he grabbed the gurney and he's like, you know, it was cold steel. And I was like, oh, there's no cold steel gurneys in Mogadishu. Like, I'm Mogadishu? In a, yeah, he was like, I'm in American hands. He was like, pillows, like cotton pillows, not like the ground. He was like, oh, my God. Okay, I'm good. But he was like, yeah, that's one thing he talked. That's what I talked to him about episode 95 is he was like, he was like, I hated hope. He was like, it's not like what you would think. Like, come on, you got to hold on to the hope. He was like, no, don't give yourself hope because it will kill you. Oh, man. Yeah. So that's kind of what you're saying. You know, it's like, hey, you know, someone cares about you. And then they leave and you're like, no. <laughs> so it's almost like I'd rather just not have you like tease my spirit. Right. Yeah. Yeah. If I'm going to suffer, let me suffer. Exactly. Don't, don't fucking, don't blue ball me. <laughs> yeah. All right. So on top of that, we take these malaria pills out there, which one of the side effects is they, dreams. They fuck you up. And I, and I cannot tell you the most vivid dreams. And unfortunately they were about food. Majority of them. 
I would have these vivid dreams of me like in a mall at a food court eating sampled food. Just going nuts. And I would wake up and it was about one time I remember I woke up and I wanted to start crying because that my thing is is that that Sean I can quit this at any given moment. And then you have these things in your head and they're going do you're doing this all to to prove a point for for what? Your mind starts trying to talk you out of it. Yeah. Like Sean, you're about out a month, man. What's your point to prove, man? You lost all this weight, your body's struggling, all so that you don't want to go home and look like a loser. And you don't want people to say, why are you back already? You know, so your mind starts looking at all these ways for you to give up. Yeah. And you get, sometimes I would get so close. So I said my first three moments, the first time I wanted to quit was within like the first 15 minutes. My second time I wanted to quit was after I ate those castor beans. And my third is... Oh, I got to tell you this part. Yeah. I think this was my third. So what they do is they have this drone or whatever. And then what they do is um, it videotapes stuff, but they can also drop off these notes like at a spot. Mm. And what it is, is just for you to talk to the camera. So it'll have a list of questions such as, Tommy, you're at day 23. Now you got to remember you're beat up yeah. eating every other day, every three days, feeling weak. You're not mentally right. And you got these questions that just tug at you. So for instance, for you, what, what they would do to you, they would say, have five questions, 10 questions on there. Tommy, how are you feeling on day 24? At that moment, you're supposed to look at the camera and say, huh, it's day 24. I feel good. Or I feel like crap. I want this to be over. Next question. Tommy, do you miss your family? Uh, yeah, I miss my family. You go through the thing. So one, what they'll do also to get you, they'll put, Tommy, what do you think your brother would think of you right now? Mm. So now why you, you're fine. And then you get, they get this sense of the spot in you to where you're like, and they get you at a weekend spot. Oh yeah. And, yeah, they, so, and, and, and just, I try to paint this. They this poke the wound. Just imagine you're already emotionally, mentally drained. And now you get something personal like that. Yeah. And now you like you start feeling. So what they did for me is that when you watch the show at this moment, everybody has cried on every episode. Yeah. And I remember my my guy friends are my friends are texting me. They're like, "Hey, dude, guess what? You ain't cried. Everybody else is crying because they're 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 picking people apart with their family members and kids. So like, Adam, he this is the first time away from his wife ever more than two days. Um, Lindsay, like her grandpa had passed away. Oh, damn. Uh, Luke, he has four kids at home. They're asking him about his kids. Does he do they think it's right that he left his kids to do this challenge? So they're 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 gonna they're, they're gonna get you. They're gonna Ruthless. get you. Wait, how how are your friends texting you? No, this, so I'm I'm talking about as if once the it's already aired in episode the episode's oh, okay. already aired. Okay, okay, okay. All right. Yeah. All right. My friends are like, damn, dude, you're the only one that hasn't cried yet. Like you're like you're not no little bitch or whatever. But I'm like, all right, just wait. <laughs> yeah. So so I remember that's my big thing is not to cry on TV. Yeah. But they got my ass. What they did is I want to say around day twenty four, my buddy Adam, 
Um, they, I think they tried to get me a few times with my ex-fiance, but I already had that shit on lock. I knew they were going to do that, but I didn't think they were going to get me with with my buddy uh, Adam. So they the 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 they asked, he was the one who's lost his. Yeah. He was the one who talked me into doing it. Yeah, he lost his. He's a WMPT. Yeah. yeah, and so um, there was a question, and it was Sean. Like, how do you feel? about the dangers of doing this versus the dangers of being in Iraq or in the military and or how do you think some of your brothers in battle would feel about how you're doing or something mm-hmm. and so I immediately started thinking of him and I don't know why I was surprised it got me as emotional as it did but that was like the trigger mm-hmm. that got me because Unfortunately, I felt like I was a representative for the military and the Marines since I was the only veteran on the show. And then I knew that Adam would be watching it. And man, it just, I just broke me down into tears. Yeah. And so I remember at that moment, because I had. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I've been doing a lot of complaining, too, about just how weak I felt. And then I started thinking of all the stuff veterans had went through yeah. of some of the, you know, a lot dying and then losing their arms. And then I had this part of where I felt, man, I've done so much complaining on this show, but I still have all my limbs. I'm still alive. Um, and man, I just sort of broke down. And then I felt like I was probably going to quit after I broke down. I was like, yeah, man, I think I'm, I'm probably going to quit. Yeah. Like, I think, I think this is enough. Like I remember talking to the camera and show it, but I was like, so I can think I might actually, this, this might be done. And so there's the, there's a button on this pack that you can push. And I didn't, I didn't hold it in my hand, but I remember I just sat next to it and just thought about it. And because I was just mad at myself, I was sort of mad at the question. Yeah. I was just very like upset after that question and then i was upset with myself for crying dude it's and then i was gonna say what you said is like if they asked you a question about your brother if for everyone listening my brother that i lost to suicide 2014 it's 2020 now if like i'm at a point now that like anyone can ask me anything and i don't even like i've just you know i've contemplated it and thought about it and gone over it in my mind so many thousands of times that i can now answer it matter of factly not to sound like some like detached psychopath, but you could ask me about what happened and I would tell you with the same indifference that I could tell you about what I ate for breakfast. If, however, I'm on for whatever reason, like a couple nights and not sleeping well, I can go not from just eating well. Yeah, I can just go from like detached, like, yeah, no, this happened, he did this, you know, it was tough, blah, blah, blah. And like a quick two days of just like not sleeping well or being under the weather and you ask me, Dude, it really, yeah, it tears my mind into pieces. And then, like, I get a good night's sleep, and the next day I'm like, why am I such a pussy? Like, what yeah. the fuck? Like, I was like, all right, so, yeah, that's what you're feeling like. Yeah. Uh, what, so then that happened, let's say, day 25-ish. Out of 30? 
yeah day 25 ish and so then i remember the medics come see me again this moment i'm starting now i'm like 50 percent like uh uh-oh i don't think this is good because i'm i feel like i'm seeing them more frequent so he goes man he goes we're gonna tell you right now man you're not doing good at all and he goes he goes just start asking me a bunch of questions he goes for one you got a rapid heartbeat your blood sugar your blood sugar should be anywhere around 90 or up at that moment i think i was in my 60s or 70s he was like it's not too bad but it's not good mm-hmm. rapid heartbeat low blood sugar and i can't remember what the other thing was heartbeat blood sugar there was three big blood, things blood i can't pressure. remember oh and, and i hadn't you what's that blood pressure rapid heartbeat high low 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 blood pressure that okay. was it okay yeah, rapid heartbeat, low blood pressure, and low blood and sugar. low blood sugar. Okay, and then on top of that, I hadn't used the restroom in twenty four days or something. Yeah. All right, and so I didn't know how bad that was about not using the restroom. When I got home, yeah. I looked it up and I learned about sepsis and uh-huh. all this stuff. Yeah, constipation, dude. That all st- all that fecal matter stays inside you. Well, it's fecal matter. Like, poop, poop is shit that your literally shit that your body's getting rid of. There is no yeah. more use for it. Toxic byproducts of digestion. It's like when they you say um, keeping it in your body yeah, for a month. It's like if you ever look at like protein shakes or something or protein powder, we we'll always say drink a lot of water because like a byproduct of protein metabolism is uh, ammonia, and it's fine in little amounts, but it's like drink a lot. Why? You have flush of the fuck out of your body. But yeah. yeah. So if it's just sitting there, yeah, that's why. Like after I had my tonsils out, I was on Vicodin for like a month. Vicodin makes you constipated. So after like seven days, I remember I was like, I, I was like, I'm kind of like fucked up on pain pills, but I was like, I don't think I've shit in a while. And mm-hmm. I told my mom and she's like, that's, that's not good. She had yeah. to get like some like X-lax and like suppositories. But yeah, it's like, yeah, it's, it's bad. If it stays yeah. in you for a long time. And that was seven days. I can't imagine. Yeah. That's shit, dude. That, you know, I'm not a doctor, but that shit, you know, that'll fucking kill you. Sorry. Yeah. I, I keep interrupting you. Sorry. No, well, I, I, at that moment, they kept telling me it was a big deal, but I just didn't feel like it was a big deal because my stomach didn't hurt that much. They they kept putting pressure on my stomach in certain spots. But I'm like, yeah, some of that hurts because I'm just weak. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and yeah. So, um, fucking tired, yeah. So, so anyways, they, they, they told me, they're like, look, stuff's not looking good for you. And I was like, all right, cool, whatever. Like, it's been a rough road for me anyway. So they left. And then... See, 25, 26, 27, day 27, I knew that stuff was really possibly about to go bad. They came to see me again after I went, man, I almost caught this fish. I remember it caught my line and... Oh, dude, that was such an adrenaline rush. I'm like, it was, a, it was my biggest one I'm about to catch. I'm like, oh, my gosh, like... God dang it. I remember like I'm super I'm super excited and man it was probably about for about 20 seconds and bang like it got it got off Broke the hook off. somehow I went ahead bam let let it sink to the bottom caught it again then it got off again and then I remember I was so depressed I remember I just got up 
and I start walking back to wherever my campsite was. And um, at that moment, I saw the medical team wait for me. And they're like, hey, man, they're like, we got to talk to you again. And they go, we're getting, we're we're hearing back from some of the producers out in LA. And um, we've been sending them some of like your vitals and medical stuff. And uh, they're, they're not too happy with it. And yeah. so this is what's crazy. So they asked me a series of questions. They're like, they wanted us to ask you these questions instead of doing vitals because they just want to see where you're at in your head. So yeah. there was seven questions and they're like, we're going to let you know if you mess up any of these questions, you're, you're done. And so I'm like, oh, man. Oh, so obviously they asked me my full name, my birthday, and I think something of them thought I was just in like this autopilot trans mode. Sure. Trans to where I was just like, I could just go through the motions no matter like how I was suffering or something. That's what's well, another thing. Again, Black Hawk Down, Delta Force, they talk about it. They call it drone mode. They said after f- after 24 hours and no sleep, they said all like the pain goes away. You stop thinking, I'm tired, I'm hungry. And they say they just go drone mode and they'll, they can go for like 48, 72 hours where they said that they're just going through, they say you're not really there. You're just mm-hmm. going through motions. It's just like acquire, target, kill, cover. Acquire, target, kill. And you just kind of, they like they don't actually remember doing it. So mm-hmm. yeah, so they're probably like, is is Sean just going like Rambo? Is he just like reverting back to like Marine, just like going through the motions? Yeah, I had this, and at this moment, I'm basing everything off the position of the sun. Like, okay, as long as I feel this way, like I felt yesterday, I'll be okay going in tomorrow. I don't, yeah, I don't yeah, care yeah. how I feel, as long as I can get so. So they start asking me these questions. And I almost messed up on two where I had to actually think. They asked me, now, I'm also letting you know, too, if you talk to Navy SEALs, they'll tell you that sometimes they can't even do the most simple basic math when they're up for three days or they they put them through these crazy physical tasks and then your mind is just on a different level. So they asked me what continent I was in and that threw me off at this moment I did I th- I did know I was in South America but at that moment I couldn't distinguish between continent and country for whatever reason yeah and so they they asked me what continent I was in and I stopped and I remember I just started looking in my head and then he said, "We said we need something now." And then I remember I went South America, and then he go he looked and I go South America, and and then the guy the other guy was just like and he goes, "Well, he, he got it right." Uh, <laughs> South America. The way I said it, I was, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. Are you pregnant? You know, how's the baby? <laughs> South America. And I was. I'm and I'm I, Ron Burgundy. Yeah, it was it was just like that, and I was and I wasn't, I just wasn't too sure. I actually wasn't. But you got it right. But you got it right. The other medic guy was like, "You got it right." And then I remember the I think that that producer I think he actually somewhat cared about me, but I remember he was like, "What the fuck?" Like I think he really wanted to get me out of there. Yeah. Well, he's a medic. And, he's a medic. Um, he doesn't want you to fucking die. And so, the medic was like, "You got it right." And then they asked me one other question. I can't really remember, and I. Sh- it took me a second or two, but I got it right. 
and um so they're like they're like all right man and they go we're just we're letting you know stuff's still not looking good for you man they let me go on my thing all right so day 29 hits and at this moment i'm about to be at 15 days and i'm like this switch has to be happening soon because i did seven days seven days now it's about to be 15 days at this one location i know a switch there all i'm trying to do is hang on to this next switch to see where i end up at and if i'm at a spot where i can possibly get because i know there's going to be an island somewhere in the mix i just have the feeling i like i haven't hit the amazon yet and i know that there's going to be an island and i don't know about the other spot i thought it was 30 days no, 60. Oh, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I was thinking that you got like five more days, and I'm like, come on, Sean. I'm like, you don't quit. Like, it's just five days. No. Just Oh, so they're like, all right, there's like motherfuckers not even at like 50%. This is the halfway point. They're like, this guy might keep going until his body shuts down. Mm. Let me tell you what. what um, Sean, I got to piss. Keep talking. Yeah, keep talking. Okay. No, no, don't tell him that yet. Tell him a fun fact. All right. <laughs> um, so. The biggest thing that I told them that I felt that I was a man of my word about is they asked me numerous times. They go, look, we just don't want people coming on here quitting within the first few days. They go, what is it going to take to get you to quit this challenge? And of course, you know, I had to give a good a good answer. Everybody's going to talk crap. Everybody's going to seem tough when you're just talking. But I had to promise myself, even though I wanted, to, even though I wanted to quit multiple times, is I had to say, it's going to have to be whether I break something, break a bone, um, or it's going to have to be the medical team saying like, hey, we got to pull the plug on this guy because he's not, he's not going to quit. So, leading up to the final day, um, I remember I woke up. And I did have a weird feeling about stuff. Day 30, um, I had just this feeling. And I tell you other weird things that you may not believe unless you talk to somebody who's been in the wilderness or been in a survival situation before is that you pick up these weird senses that are so much stronger that I don't have right now. I could smell certain things different. I could smell. Sometimes I wouldn't be able to see a cameraman, but wherever they go to take a shower, even though I could see them, sometimes I could, depending on if the wind blew, I could smell them. I'm not lying. I swear. I could smell sometimes like, like, okay, that's some type of soap. And I would start looking around. I'm like, I know there's a cameraman somewhere around here. I can't see. So I would look around and I would just play this game with myself like, I can smell them like where they're at. So I'll look and eventually, like, Spot him. they might be up on, but oh, he's by this big boulder, like behind this rock, blending in where I can't see him. Or sometimes he'd be far out, like in some woods or something. Sometimes I couldn't see just because they're, you know, but I could just sense something was weird. I felt like I could smell multiple people in the area, even though I couldn't Jesus. see them. And, Jesus um, Christ. And I'm going to tell you, I remember one time my hearing was so sensitive because you don't you don't have cars, you don't have cars, you don't have traffic. So you hear the slightest things because I think that's where your body starts getting used. I'm not lying. One day I'm sitting and I hear like this slight 
barely hear it. And I'm like, what is that noise I hear like trickling? And so I'm looking around. I don't see any animals. And then I see this little type of beetle. Jesus. Probably about, I'm not, I'm not making none of this up. This is black beetle, probably about 15 to 20 feet away. And I see it just, and so I'm like, no way, that cannot be it. So I move closer to it and, and still like, I hear it get slightly loud and I'm like, damn, like I cannot believe how crazy the, just that's what LSD how sensitive feels like. everything is. That's what LSD so, feels like. <laughs> yeah, so, all right, bam. I've, I feel something's not right. Medics come and see me again early in the morning. And I'm like, something's, something's wrong. They don't see me this early in the morning. And they've been seeing me like every day now for the past three to four days. And I go, I'm thinking like, in my head, I go, I'm thinking they're trying to stop me from doing something. I'm like, I know the switch is coming. Yeah. And I'm thinking, I think they don't want me to go to the next switch okay. because of my situation. All right. So I'm like, I got to do whatever I can to get to this next thing. And sometimes I forget that I'm, I might. Um, I remember the first day I was always worrying about what I was saying, but it's just so natural that bang, wake up in the morning, uh, put my mic, take out batteries, put them in there, hook myself up. And I just not, I'm not thinking about it. So you talk to yourself a lot cause there's yeah. nobody else out there to talk to. Yeah. So I'm just like, there was a few times where I was like, I'm like, all right, you're good. You're good. There's a switch coming up. I know it. I know it. Just get to the next switch. Just get to the, I remember just talking to myself, hyping myself up, just get to the next switch. And I think because I'm mic'd up, they're listening. They're like, this dude's just going to, Sean's just going to try to fight to get to this next switch. Yeah. And I'm not realizing that they're listening. Cause I, cause I'm looking for any motivation I can get myself to the next location. So Max came and steamed me and they're like, Hey, they go, they go, look, man, they go, this might be one of the last times we tell you, man, but they're like, you haven't used the restroom. Every, nothing is going in your favor. And I'm talking to them and I keep telling them, I was like, if I was that bad, I would have, I would have quit. And they go, huh? They go, well, man, they go like, that's cool that you said that, but you haven't used the restroom. And I, so I told them, I go, look, if I force myself to use a restroom, like, will you guys get off my back? They're like, they're like, well, look, we'll talk about it, but look, we really need you to use the restroom. So I remember, man, I went, I went, and I remember I was praying. I was like, God, please help me to be able to use the restroom. Cause as much as it sucked, I was just in this, I was just in this mode. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. It sucked for me even just getting up like this. If I just, if I was out there right now on day 30, just doing this. Yeah. It, I could not get up that quick. It would take me like this. I would be like, uh, dude, I was in, I was in the hospital once for like a couple days, and like couldn't eat, couldn't drink. And I remember, I was literally at some point it would be like, get up and just go like piss in this little like urinal they have. Mm -hmm. And I remember I have to like take off my oxygen, and I'd literally be like, oh, and it, like it would take me like Struggle. five ten minutes to like yeah. get up from bed, go across the room, and I used to be like, and I remember I'd always think. Like, never will I take advantage of, like, what I just did. Sean, hold on, run to the bathroom, come back. I was like, yeah. like, I would literally, like, I would feel myself having to piss, and I would start, like, mentally bracing myself. And I'd be like, okay, we, it would be like a, like, 10 minutes of bracing my mind, followed by, like, 10 minutes of action, followed by, mm -hmm. like, resting. It was like a 30 minute, like, ordeal. 
Versus like now you just get up ah, fucking gotta piss real quick. Yeah, so it's you start becoming like calculated in your. Not that I was ever stranded out in the middle of fucking nowhere, but like, yeah, I get the idea of what you're saying. So, um, by the way, what time are we at right now? Forty six thirty. Cool, because I gotta get. Don't let me forget about the Nazis. I, I have not. I haven't written down Argentinian Nazis, and I'm like, okay. Gee, we're touching on that. All right, so. But don't 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 rush the story. We can do as many. Right, <laughs> Once we do all of them, I'm gonna stitch them all together and just upload one like ten hour episode as well. If people just want to watch through it, so don't, don't don't. We got nothing but time, man. I don't give a fuck. We can so, you can tell the story over the next decade for all I give a shit. So they come. I go and I'm like, I'm like God. At this moment, me and God would be best. I think we best friends because I didn't talk to him a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I'm gonna tell you this. No way in hell I thought I was gonna make. After I went through my first two days. I said, there's no way in hell I'm going to make it a week. I said, there's absolutely, I've done thrown up, done shit, diarrhea everywhere. There's no way in hell I'm making it to a week, seven days. Look, I'm not, some people will take credit for a lot of things in their life. I can't take credit for everything in my life. I just can't. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know. I, I think it's a miracle that, that I'm even here. So, I was like, God, whatever you can do, please tell me to be able to use the restroom. Please, 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 please. Because at this moment, it's do or die in my head. Like, Pete, there's this part where at the beginning, I'm like, dude, this is a show. Who cares? If you go to quit, quit. But then there's this part of me that's like, nope. Not, hell no. This ain't a game. Like, it's become, like, all the struggle I already went through, it's past the game now. Yeah. Like, personal. it's a part of my, like, it's a part of my life where now I believe, like, it's life or death. Yeah. I can't, I, it's hard for me to separate that, that I can quit now. Yeah. Uh. So, all of a sudden, man, I had, like, this seven-minute battle of just squeezing. I remember I was pushing in my stomach with my hands. I was crashing out. I remember I started sweating and I would do these breathing patterns and then I would just like grunt. I just went through this intense battle. And finally, I was able to use the restroom and I could just tell like, even what came out of me was like, did not look right. (laughs) Cause this has been in me for like a month. Yeah, Jesus. And, and I was like, wow. And I was like, well, I use her. And I remember I, afterwards, like, I remember I got these leaves, cleaned myself up. And I remember afterwards, I was just like, Whew. like, I just felt that I had ran like a marathon. So I remember I hobbled back to where my camp was and the medics were like, well, and I was like, I use the restroom. And they're like, I was sweating. And then they're go. One of the medics was like, I don't think you use the restroom. I think he's, and I was like, I can show you where I use the restroom. I think they thought I was lying. Yeah. So I showed them and then they went and they're like, they got some samples, I guess, so that they could test if I had like some type of virus or whatever. Yeah. And in my mind, I'm thinking, I'm like, yeah, motherfuckers. Yep. I'm about to go. Y'all can't stop me. Y'all tried, like, I got this. So y'all know where, let's not try to get sidetracked, but y'all know where, Sometimes in black culture, people are like, yeah, the cops hating on us, always trying to hold the black man down type yeah, thing. Yeah. Like, that's how it was. It's like, yep, y'all trying to hold me Medics back. trying to hold me down. Me. Black <laughs> like, power. Like, I don't want to be shining. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, uh, 
So even though like I'm exhausted, I'm sitting there like, oh shit, yep, y'all got no more excuses. First, so they come like back the, to me. It's like the first time you know what? What's up? As, as like being a kid, it's like the first time you like use the toilet by yourself, and you're like fucking proud. You're like, yeah, I just, I just <laughs> shit. Go check it out. I don't need a diaper. Fuck out of here. I'm a big boy. <laughs> so um, <laughs> fuck the medics. So they came back, and and he was like, all right. He was like, hey. You use the restroom. He's like, he's like, but we're gonna check your other stuff. And he goes, I'm really worried about your heart right now. Your pre, you're like your blood pressure now. Let's do these, and then we'll we'll talk. They ran all that stuff, and then this is why I knew something was up. <laughs> At the moment, I was like, you son of a bitches. So all of a sudden, I remember he's writing down stuff, and as he's writing down stuff, he's like this. Then another thing, he's like. I see him, he calls another one over. They're talking in Spanish or whatever, Portuguese or whatever. And I'm like, oh, man, here they go. Here they go with this bullshit now. He writes out some stuff. And all of a sudden, I see him get, he gets the radio. And I'm like, all of a sudden, I see two more people come. I see, I see another producer. And I'm like, I look at him and I'm like, oh, no, I'm like, nah, man. And he's like, he's like, Sean, hold on, whatever. I see these dudes like in a huddle talking, one on the radio. And so finally, <laughs> this is how I knew it was a rap. I think the one of the main producers who, who wanted to pull the plug on me like four days ago, he comes up to me, he's like this. Like, so he walks up. Coach. Right when you know somebody takes a knee, you know, <laughs> take, take you know somebody's about to, pro- is about to propose or you about to hear some badass yeah. fucking news. I need to talk to you, bro. <laughs> He came, he came down and kneeled, and the two other medics are there, and he's like, hey, Sean, he's like, look, man, I just need you to be honest with me, man. He's like, he's like, how you feeling, man? I'm like, I told you I'm good. I'm here. I was like, I just used the restroom. And he's like, all right, man. He was like, look, uh, man, he goes, look, we understand this is a show and everything. And he goes, man, you know, I try to let the medics do what they do. And man, I know you're a Marine, and and he goes, I just feel that there's something in your head that's not right. Of where now you just like now you you in your head you think this is like life or death type of situation, and and it's, it shouldn't be that way. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, I, I was like, I'm I'm fine. Like I just I'm I'm past anything you want me to do. I'm passing it. He was like, ah, you're pretty much failing everything as far as the medical side. <laughs> <laughs> I'm passing all my tests. You're, no, you're, <laughs> no, you're not, bud. You're actually you're barely fucking alive. <laughs> and so, and so, and I, and I, so then my comeback was, and I'm like, dude, I'm like, I got it that y'all got these little tests for people. I go, but mentally, like, I'm excelling these stuff. Y'all saying I shouldn't be doing this stuff, and I'm still doing it physically. And he's like, all right, he's like, man, he's like. Look, man. He goes. Uh, I'm. I've been going back and forth with, with LA, and and they go. They, you know, they like that you you're willing to plow through this. And he goes, but they can't override the medics. And he's like, and I'm the producer at this location. He's like, they can't override me. And he goes, man, if you're gonna get mad at somebody, man, you're gonna have to get mad at me. He's like, man, we're sorry, man, but you, he's like, your time on the wheel is over. And then. Like, I remember, like, I thought that if that point came, I 
thought in my head because I used to think about it like, what if they tell me like it's it's over? I thought I would have been like, woo, yeah, finally yeah. I'm about to go eat some food, yeah. Like I thought that that's how it would turn out. Like, hey, y'all said y'all said I couldn't keep going, yeah, yeah. Like, man, dude, it hurt so bad, and I remember, man, I felt that. Man, look, I'm about to put my life online. Now y'all tell me like I can't no more because this is all I knew for the past 30 days. Yeah. This is my new life. Yeah. This was this was my new life. And so, dude, I remember I just started crying right there cuz I felt like if I want to fail, let me fail on my own. Mm-hmm. Don't assist me. Yeah. Which I do take blame. Yeah, I should have did a done a better job. Should have would have could have but survival shit just doesn't go perfect. No, there's no way to fucking plan that. Yeah. So, man, I just remember I just started crying, man. And then... I thought you were going to say that the producer comes over to you and you're like, dude, I've been passing all the medics tests. I thought he was going to be like, what medics? What are you talking about? <laughs> like I'm hallucinating something Yeah, like, something. Sean, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> the medics. And they show you the video and there's just nothing. No it's medics, just you yeah, talking just to like talking. a rock and like a dead skunk, yeah. and you're like, guys, I'm fine. <laughs> why is he? Sh- why is he sh- telling this bird where his poop is? You're like, sir. Yeah. So, um, so that happens, man. I start crying, and they bring this damn stretcher out. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not getting that damn stretcher. Yeah. They're like, yeah, you are. I'm like, and, and they're like, Sean, they like, we got a long hike to get out. They're like, you remember what it took for you to get down here? You got to go back. And I'm like. Uh, but now I'm just so mad. I'm like, no, nah, I ain't getting that damn stretch. I make it out. I'm like, I can't take the pack. Like, if somebody can take my pack. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, nah, man. So I had to get in. So this is this is a slap in the face that nature will do to you. I hop in this damn stretch and they carry me out. Plus, I think they wanted it to look freaking cool for TV. Like, oh, he's, well, I probably wouldn't have made it. I think I could have made the hike out as long as I didn't have my pack. But whatever. So I'm on this stretcher thing. My biggest thing I was terrified of was snakes, especially if I got to the Amazon. So I remember, all I remember is I, I was like, God, just please keep snakes away from me, blah, 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 blah. But by day 20, I remember flipping over rocks trying to look for snakes because I didn't give a shit. You're Girl, when I'm you're like, hungry. You're like, I'm going to kill them. When you're hungry, you don't get, that's why I try to tell you, when the came is a part to where you're like, you just fuck. don't give a damn no yeah. more. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I remember I was flipping over rock, couldn't find any snakes. And I'm like, what the hell? So I'm on the stretcher, Ten, about 10, 15 minutes of me being on the stretcher. I hear this this medic person go, whoa, 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 whoa. And I, I'm laying, I'm looking up at the sky and everybody's like, oh, snap. And they're like, whoa, whoa, watch out. And they're like, there's this big snake. And I'm like, I'm literally in a stretcher and I'm still hungry. So I'm like, what? I'm like, what? I'm in a stretcher like Sean, children like, I'm like, I'm like, motherfucker. I'm like 15 days here. I don't see one snake. Let me at him. Let me at yeah, him. Now there's one, now, now there's a snake. Uh, it was just such a slap in the face, man. I was just so mad, like son of a bitch. And so, um, so then they tell me, they take me up to the spot and I'm like, at this moment, I'm like, look, y'all done told me everything's over. Give me food now. Mm-hmm. And they're like, look, we got to wait because we, and when we give you food, it's going to take time for your body. Yeah. Whatever. They give me some soup. Fast forward. They, they talk to me. They take me to this other center. They weigh me and all this stuff. And this is my first time I see myself in a mirror. 
So like, at first I couldn't really take it in, but then they put me in this room and they're like, this is where you're gonna be for like the next two days because we're still trying to figure out where we're going to send you next. We still got to send you to actual hospital down here in South America. Cause right now they're just doing medic stuff yeah. and they can't take blood or any of that really. So, Oh, Oh, before they got me on that stretcher, my blood sugar was at like 47 Jesus Christ. and they were like, they're like, Sean, there's a good chance you could go into a coma. And so I was and you're like, like, let me at the snake. <laughs> so I didn't understand, but now like it, it makes sense. So anyways, they put me in this room and I remember it's the first time I see myself in a mirror. And then I almost cried again for the third time because I just couldn't believe how my body Didn't take looked. it in. Yeah. I was like, oh, because you look at the water and you can see your reflection in the water, but it's moving and it's, you know, you just really can't see details. And then I was just like, oh, snap, this is crazy. And then I remember I took my first shower in 30 days and I just saw this dirt and stuff coming off me and it took I was so dirty like I just remember it took like five minutes of me just pouring soap and still shampoo in my hair to get a lather and um How, did they let you go take a shower by yourself like if you're so weak or has it been a little has it been so, a, oh okay so so what they did they gave me this they I had soup first uh they're like we can only give you soup first and then I don't drink that much soda. I, I don't actually don't drink that much at all, but I kept having these crazy cravings out there for stuff I would normally ever eat. For whatever reason, I kept craving lobster. I would crave popcorn, and I would crave I would crave soda. You know, you know, pregnant women have like crazy cravings, and it's because they they're like deficient in something, and their body's like, you need this thing now. Mm. And maybe there's just you know, if it's salt, instead of thinking you need salt, instead you have this. You're like, I need Pringles. And the reality is, is like, yeah, you just need salt. Yeah. I was gonna say the other thing with food, you, you know, like concentration camp victims, some of them actually died after they were liberated because they, they ate so much food, but then it would just fucking like split their stomach. Yeah. Bleed out. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. There's another disease of that where you, when you're starving and then if you eat too much, it's not that your stomach will split, it's called something else, but you'll end up dying. I can't remember the name of it. Yeah. Um, I don't know if Bell, Bear Grylls or somebody, uh, that dude who was on the, the uh, wild man, he did the thing alone by himself where he would, I can't remember, wild survivor, something. Yeah, that yeah, guy, yeah. Les Stroud, he talked Les about Strauss, it too, yeah. I think. Yeah. Where um, where it's not that your stomach will split open, but like, like um, all these nutrients rushing your body, like at once, and something happens and you end up dying like, like within a day. Yeah, you can't, like, yeah, your body can't take it. It's because everything's okay. so, it's like, it's like if you like drink it's like it's why like heroin addicts like die it's like they get their tolerance up because they're getting higher and higher doses and then they'll get clean and then when they relapse they go back to the last dose they used oh, well that's their highest dose so yeah. now now they're taking enough to like kill five and, and they die it'd yeah. be like if you haven't gone to the gym in a year and then you go back and you're like rack it up baby <laughs> pick it up and it breaks your chest shoulders pop out yeah that's how i'm gonna be man i haven't been since before quarantine I'm gonna fucking go in there and break my arms. Sorry, go on. So you're in the shower. They give you soup. Yeah, craving shower soda. Soup. Soda. So fourth. So I come back down. But I let you know. I've only seen now in the past thirty days maybe about four or five people in a group, and those were the producers, the medics, and the people that carried me out. 
and then I'm not I don't know all the people that are working behind the scenes all I remember is I come back down to this little dining hall thing they had set up mm-hmm. and I see like all these moving parts but there's curtains so I remember they're like hey you know when you're done come back meet at the little dining facility and be there be like you know we're gonna have food and stuff there by this moment i've only had soup now and that's been like my only meal of like the past few days and so i get down there i open this door man there's like 20 25 people and like i just remember they all turned at me and they started clapping and i just sort of stood there and they were just like congratulations and they're just like clapped for me for about two minutes and i about started crying right there you remember I'm, I'm still super emotional about everything yeah 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 you're not yeah you're not all you're not balanced yeah and i've never seen this many people in 30 days now <laughs> yeah you're probably just like what the fuck is this can it's i eat very can i eat them <laughs> well so oh and then on top of that i see all these plates laid out and they brought all this food out and they had they had me sit next to the medic his name was gustavo he like minor to me and shout out gustavo yes gustavo man he was cool dude and so um man they bring all this food out and i didn't touch not one one, not once i remember lady put the first thing on my plate gustavo's like go ahead and i'm like nah man i want to wait i was like i feel like i've had dreams about this i want everything to be on my plate and i'm gonna look at it like they couldn't get it because they weren't going they they saw but i was like everybody kept saying Shh, eat eat and i'm like wait i go i want everything on my plate so i can see it all at once i want my drink so i can fully appreciate okay this meal that i'm about to have i'm like y'all don't even get and like they they didn't get it but they understood they were like so i waited till i had my plate with everything and i remember i just prayed and i was like hey lord thank you for the you know this journey whatever's in front of me and i remember i almost started crying again because i felt that once i took a bite i was going to wake up again yeah i had this feeling that i was going to wake up and i was going to be be back out in the wilderness fuck that yeah, I felt like it was a dream. I kept telling them, I'm like, I feel like this is a dream. I feel like this is a dream. They're like, no, man. They're like, your journey's up, man. This is, your life's about to start start new again. So I remember, man, I ate, I got through three plates and I went through two desserts of ice cream and Gustavo finally cut me off. I could have did, I, I feel like I could have did another two plates. I was still hungry. I went through Gustavo said, Sean, I'll let you eat way more than you even should have had. Yeah. And he's like, you got to stop. And I was so, like, I started getting mad again because I'm like, motherfucker. Like, I went through (laughs) (laughs) And so this is what I had. This is what I had planned out, too, is I saw this area that they had where they had some potato chips. I was like, cool. I was like, I was like, fuck it. I'm like, when I pass that area, I'm going to fucking take some fucking chips and eat them in my bed in the night. So I remember like they, they stopped me and I walked and they fucking had put all these fucking chips up where this area that I was walking by, I was like, fuck. Cause dude, I really, I, dude, I got back in my bed and I was still hungry. I believe it. Like I was satisfied with what I ate, but like I was just still hungry. Yeah. Um. Okay, bang. 
that's done. I go do all this other miscellaneous shit at the hospital. Um, we go to this. They take me out to actual city. Um, I go to this hospital. They film that. They take my blood. And then we go to this one spot. And I can sort of tell that one of the producers make the, makes a comment. I remember when I would go certain places, people would just look at me. And then one of the producers, he's like, hey, man, he goes, Sean, he goes, dude, I bet you're the only black person probably within like a 100, 200 mile radius. And I was like, you know what? I thought I think about that, too, but I just don't want to say anything. He was like because he was just noticing how some of the servers and stuff would just look and they'd be like he said that they would ask, like, who am I or something? Because I would be with a group of people. Yeah. And they're like, like, who is this guy or something like this person? Yeah. Who's this? Yeah. Yeah. And so um, now we're going we're going to end it. We're going we're going to end it with the Nazi conversation here. (laughs) All right. So we go to this place. This shit is nuts. All right. We go to this place. It's Bariloche, Bariloche, Argentina, B-A-R-I-L-O-C-H-E. They're like, hey, we're about to transport you to this spot. There's, you might see some Americans there, but it's still going to be, it's a, it's a tourist spot, but it's going to be still a lot of Argentina. You might see a few Americans there maybe, but it's because if they want to ski or something like that. So... This is where I first realized, like, dang, I'm back in civilization. We get there. I remember my ears started hurting because I heard traffic. Traffic was coming, cars honking. Everything was so loud. Like, actually, it wasn't, but it was just so loud to me. It was my first time being in, like, civilization. Cities, buildings, hotels was so loud. But then a part of me, when I first got there, I was like, all right, I get this is a tourist spot, but something doesn't look right. I don't feel like I'm really in Argentina. Something's up. I was looking at the architecture, the architecture of the buildings, and I was like, this is weird. This doesn't, I'm, you know, I'm not looks from a, South America. Looks a little like Germany. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, this architecture does not, I don't, whatever, whatever. I've been, I've been in the wilderness for 30 days. Yeah, what yeah, do I yeah, know? yeah, yeah. So finally, uh, I have like this handler chick and we start going to restaurants. I remember this ice cream joint I would hit up every day because I would crave ice cream too. I was at this city for about five, six days before they could get me a flight out. And then my last flight would finally be back to America. And so um, we go to this one spot and it had this weird German name. And so finally one of the producers i don't i don't know if it was the day before something he i asked him i'm like what's up with the architect like what's up with the architecture here and he just looked at me and this like a lot of these producers they've been to you look at their passports they yeah. have like 70 stamps on their passports yeah, yeah. they've been everywhere so i think when they go to these places they just they just hear the info that goes that goes behind everything yeah and so he was like, oh, man, he's like, you ready for a history lesson? I'm like, yeah. And he goes and he goes before I tell you anything, like, like, what do you think? He's like, like, what made you ask the question? So I'm like, I'm like, some of these buildings look new. And I go, but like, 
I'm like, I'm looking up at some of these buildings on the hillside, and it looked like it's something I would see in Switzerland. And he was like, close. He was like, try some other countries. I'm like, France. He's like, close. And I'm like, Germany. He's like, yep. And I'm like, he's like, he's like, I want to help you through this. He started talking me through it. And he's like, why do you think that there might be German buildings all the way down here in South America near Patagonia? I'm like, dang, man, like, I was like, I just don't know. And then he was like, all right, man. He's like, I'm going to help you out. He's like, this is where Nazis came after the war. Like, they fled mm-hmm. to other places, but this was like a hotbed. Adolf Eichmann, where, Joseph Mengele, all of them. Yeah, and he, and he goes, he's like, they actually captured some high-ranking officials and generals in Bariloche. I'll send you a book called Killing the SS. It's um, the Mossad. Israeli, like the Israeli CIA, they actually came to there and kidnapped Adolf Eichmann, the architect of the Final Solution. They kidnapped him and uh, put like makeup on him and drugged him so he looked like an old man. They took him out on a, a Tel Aviv on a flight to Tel Aviv, and then they brought him, put him on trial in Israel, and hung him. But yeah, then uh, the yeah, so- Israel was hunting down these motherfuckers for like 30, 40 years after the war. They found Meng- they found Mengele after he was dead and buried. They dug up his grave and found him. Israel fucking they took no prisoners, man. But yeah, dude, they all went there because the government. I, I cannot remember. I just finished this book. It's um, but the government was they were sympathetic to the Nazi cause. They were some fucking neo Nazis themselves, and they mm-hmm. were sympathetic to the cause. So they brought they'd have them come work for their security services because they were racist as fuck. They were like, hey, yeah. you want to get rid of our undesirables? And you know these Nazis were. One of the quotes was, when they asked me to come work from Adolf Eichmann, when they asked me to come work for their state police, um, it whetted my appetite for murder again. Mm-hmm. These guys are fucking psychopaths. But yeah, sorry. So yeah, no, they all went there. And they, they had little German bars, and they'd, yeah, they'd build townhouses that reminded them of the fatherland. Mm-hmm. Fucking psychopaths, dude. <laughs> so yeah, you're picking up on it. Yeah, it was, it was, it was really weird just seeing these distinct and they weren't crappy buildings they were good looking buildings oh yeah they came over with a lot of gold they were, they were good looking buildings it wasn't like just some bullshit huts they made up yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. and um so he told me all that and this is what i want to say before we we, we stop <laughs> we stop here yeah uh i i don't want to i don't want to say i'm a conspiracy theorist but the military opened my eyes to a lot of things. Um, people talk crap about like a lot of other conspiracies, like going to the moon, mm-hmm. flat Earth. Um, I even there's there's one there's one I saw about whether the Holocaust really happened. Yeah. So like, my thing is, I've been skeptical on all of those, and I've looked into all of them, whether I believe them or not. No, but like. The military definitely opened my eyes to things that were being reported back to America, but wasn't actually happening. Mm. So me being in the military is what definitely made me start looking into conspiracies. And some I'm like, I actually, I actually do believe in now. I'm not yeah. going to say which ones, but yeah, you know, people judge you on that stuff. But so That's one it. I saw was that I love conspiracies. I love them. You're, yeah. you're not. Don't don't worry. I'm not shooting you down. I love these. I love them yeah. all. What the ones I do or don't believe in, I still love them all. Even if I saw a conspiracy about dragons really existed, if I saw a something good enough worth my time, I'd be like, 
Let me go ahead and look at it. Fuck let it. Me Let's see what the argument what is. Evidence supports yeah. it. I'll give you five minutes. Convince me, Dragon Jury. How do I know? Was I alive back then? No. Yeah. So how yeah. do I know? Yeah. I'm just taking what side, what other people who are dead told me. Yeah. So keep an open mind. Yeah. And to be fair, before I go back into the whole Nazi thing, now, where are we at on Star's time? We're about to shut it down anyway. But where are we at on time? <laughs> hour fourteen and thirty seconds. Right. One hour fourteen minutes thirty seconds. Okay. So when I was in school. I don't know about you. Some people might get mad, but I sort of don't care. When I learned about Thanksgiving, this is what I felt like they taught me in school. I felt like they smoothed everything over and they just said, hey, there were Native Americans here. We came as pilgrims. We just made peace with Yeah, Native we all Americans. got together, made some peace, and um, we, we uh, celebrated. Hey! And then they <laughs> said, peace, you can have the East Coast. And we we're like, cool. And then some time passed, and it's 2020. <laughs> Right. So, so now this is my point again about why I'm open to conspiracy theories because I thought as a kid, uh, did I remember me coming to school dressed as an Indian sometimes? Maybe fourth grade, I'd be a pilgrim. I would alternate every other year. Oh, shit. We'd just be eating and stuff. And it was cool. Yeah. But, dude, that's cool. Like, they came over here, made peace, and everybody got along. Yeah. And then, obviously, as I get older, internet opens up. (laughs) And I'm like, what like genocide bio warfare smallpox blankets slaughtering them (laughs) Andrew government fucking uh, government sanctioned slaughters like yeah oh yeah so now oh yeah I'm like what the hell like so what else what is this conspiracy theories because I was taught that and and then it made me think I'm like I don't think I've ever actually met a Native American in my life yeah 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 seriously it's so so yeah then it's well, then the next next natural step is, what else is real? What, what else, else is fake? Thank you. Yeah, that is my point. Yeah, that and that's what people don't get is that, yeah, some of the conspiracy theories are probably some yeah garbage. But now, do I really know? Because as a kid, in my social studies books, mm-hmm. which everything you know, like, do that's what I'm supposed to go by because that's what that's what they're teaching me. Yeah, and my mom, they all sat at a picnic table and fucking passed the bread and butter, and it was hey, yeah. it's just gravy. So, so I watched. I pulled up this thing, and it, it made me mad. I saw this this conspiracy theory thing about how the Holocaust was fake. Right when I saw it, I was like, oh, how fu- how fucking dare them? And I'm like, I tried to get into it. To try, because I'm like, look, let me put open mind. But yeah. I've learned to side. Yeah. And I tried to, and I just couldn't finish it because I was like, I just don't see how hard. I just don't know how they could. And I was like, and on top of that, let's say if it was like, you cannot fake films of. You tell me all these people were willing to be filmed, like with their bones sticking out. Yeah. Where do they get? Yeah. Top, where would they get these people? Yeah. And then on top of that, I'm like, I was in another country. Where I saw landscapes of fucking German houses. Yeah. Like, why would they have fled? What did they flee? Yeah, why, like, why they could have just filmed that there? Like, why would there be German places where these people fled in another continent? And I'm like, I was like, yeah, the, I, I tried to watch it, but I'm like, yeah, I just can't get behind that one. Yeah. Well, Eisenhower, so, Eisenhower was brilliant. Eisenhower, well, one, there are still Holocaust survivors living today. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, so that's like another thing. Thanksgiving, they're all dead. 
but like yeah. they're, they're still but Eisenhower you should look it up there's actually an Eisenhower quote where he came through and saw one of them like Doc Hour or something and one of his things was uh, he told the allies um, he did two things one he went and got the German people from nearby towns and made them all look at it it was like mm-hmm. this is what your government was doing and then the next thing he said was I want you to like I want you to empty like your film I want you to take I want you to use up all of your film taking videos and pictures because he said one day a long time from now people are going to start doubting this happened Eisenhower was brilliant Eisenhower said film it all open the rail cars get the bodies get the bones get the get shit that is hard to fake yeah yeah Eisenhower was fucking genius and that's crazy because he's sort of right because obviously there's videos about how it was fake now yep and Eisenhower's just, grand, Eisenhower's granddaughter is alive, and she's fucking crazy. Oh, she is. Yeah, or maybe it's great granddaughter. Yeah, she's alive, and she kind of uses her last name. She said that she was uh, teleported to Mars by the CIA. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, man, that's um, that's pretty much like the whole three parts. Uh, hey, I guess if we do. A- no, we got to go into uh, another one because you said you had to see a fucking psychiatrist after it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can tell you the back end of what happened of me being on that, and then you know do the ninja war thing. But that's yeah. like that's pretty much the first three zones <laughs> of um, what I've endured. Yeah, there's like little pieces here and there, and then even like the guy um, from Black Hawk Down of Mike Durant. Um, yeah, Mike Mike Durant. Durant. D u r a n t. Yeah. Um, Man, that's crazy the similarities of of things that he said. That's twice like you've mentioned him with yeah, some of the I'll, similarities. I'll send you I'll send you his not not the book Black Hawk Down, but his book in the company okay. of heroes. Because Black Hawk Down is all about the actual battle, the plane getting shot yeah. down, Delta Force going through and just murking motherfuckers. In the company of heroes is all about his story. Very little mm-hmm. action, all psychological. Yeah. It's fucking crazy, dude. I almost cried listening to it. It's fucking intense. I'll send that yeah, to that, you. I'll send that to you as well. Thing about him and the, him and that nurse man. Um, yeah, Red uh, Cross. Yeah, yeah. That that. Yeah, that. Yeah, send me that, man. But, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much my first three zones, and then we'll do. I guess we'll do a part four. Fuck yeah! And I'll, I'll tell you about the back end, and we'll talk about a little bit of the the Ninja Warrior stuff, and uh, and. Man, I guess we'll leave it at that or see what happens after that. So You should uh, uh you should um I wanna start um y- y- fucking phone. Have you uh I don't know if you know uh Joe Rogan obviously he has like fifteen hundred episodes, but he has he has these little episodes that aren't technically Joe Rogan episodes. They're called Fight Companion. Okay. And it's where they watch like MMA. Because okay. someone like me that has no interest in that, everyone, you know, I'd always be listening to Rogan podcasts and then eventually devolve an MMA commentary and I'd be like, I don't give a fuck. And I think he yeah. kind of picked up on that. And so now he does Fight Companion and it's for people that want to. So not that. I want to make a, I want to make Tinfoil Companion, like Tinfoil Hat. I want to start okay. doing episodes that are just purely for conspiracies and shit. I actually talked to Nick Phelps about that. Where it's, you just come in and it's just all bets are off. Everything is fair game. It can be fucking dragons. It can be the fucking Thanksgiving. It can be. We'll do that one. I, that's we'll do that yeah. in a couple weeks. I want to start doing a tinfoil companion. Okay. And it's, so for normal listeners, if they don't want to listen to fucking aliens and the moon and shit, they can tune out. But I want to do tinfoil companion. Okay, cool. Yeah, man. That'd man, be fun as fuck. Probably good on that because he did did the military. 
and, and I, I definitely have my opinions. Me and oh, Nick, yeah. we might, Fuck might yeah. we we have some different interests and stuff, but but some things we agree on, we agree hard on too. So yeah, yeah. I'm uh, excited to do those. Those will be because normally when you start talking about conspiracies, I don't mean you, I mean like me. Yeah. I always have to like preface it with like this isn't necessarily what I believe, but I kind of want yeah I want to do separate episodes for them. So there doesn't have to be that preface of, you know, this isn't what I actually, it can just be, hey, this is a conspiracy episode. If you're not interested, tune out. Just like, yeah. you know, balls out, just like talk about anything. Like goddamn lizards in the White House, just stupid shit. Or you can talk about UFOs and Roswell and fucking everything. I love it all. Yeah. yeah. So we'll do those. But yeah, man, let's do, let's, um, yeah. Do you want to do, I'll text you after this. We'll set up the next one. All right. All right, <laughs> man. Uh, thanks, thanks for having me on again, Dude, man. Uh, thanks for doing it. Thanks for doing it, man. Be no easy, problem, buddy. Bud. Peace. Later.